This is Connor. And this is Paul. And welcome, welcome to, to Silver Screamers, your genre dancing, decade witchcrafting film podcast. Suspiria. We're going up, 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 up. Arriba! Is Suspiria in the in the in the new one? It kind of they don't mention it at all. No. In the, new one. the new one they say, well, it's the place name, which is a bit of an odd place name in Germany. But well, and also it's Mother Suspiria. It's Mother Suspiria. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's like a, a spooky word. <laughs> Ooh, it kind of like, sounds like Disturbia or Disturb. Or it kind of it, sounds like it's suspicious. Like, yeah, do you know um, Insidious? Mm. Like that's just like a spooky word, but like there's a line in it where she's like, "This ghost is very insidious." Well, insidious is an actual word, though that means you know, conniving. I know, I know, but like it's like a it, the, the word has nothing to do with the plot. It's just like ooh, it's just, and she says it in the film, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's the name of the film." Well, yeah, it kind of does because the spirit in Insidious is is you know trying to take over this child's body or whatever and it's it's you know doing it insidiously <laughs> <laughs> he's it's not taking over the body in a kind of fluffy uh, manner well not in an overt way do they mention in the kind of the exposition we're going we got we, we just cold open straight yeah. into it here do they mention in the in the bit towards the final act when she's talking to the kind of psychology guys do they and they kind of give a little bit of back no uh, I don't think so they don't say Mother I don't Suspiria. think so uh, I think they I think it's, the film is based on apparently uh, some written essay or something yes that's called right Suspiria Profundus or something and maybe that's just where they got it from and they kind of say it's like suspicious that's it and they retroactively made this the first part of a trilogy did you know that no I didn't so this is about um, Marcus, who's the mother of oh, Whispers, yeah. and they could go into way more on this in the remake. But there's two other mothers: the mothers of Tears and the mother of I don't know, Madame LeBlanc like and Madame Mandarin's or something. Yeah. And uh, the other two sequels are unrelated characters, but about the other two witches of this coven. Okay. And then I think the remake wanted. Because there's, I think the lore, I will get into it, but uh, we'll talk about it. I think the lore of this film is really interesting, but they barely scratch the surface. And the remake is when they kind of, they make their meal. So there was three, there was was this movie and a couple of sequels, and then the the remake kind of mushed it all together. No, the sequels were just totally unrelated stories by the same director, but just happened to be about the other two witches of this threesome, you know, the, you know, the three mother of superiors <laughs> mm. and the the seek in the remake yeah they mentioned that there's three mothers and mother Suspirium is the mother that uh, marcus claims to be mm. but they mention that there is other two mothers but that's all they do they just mention them and i believe the director of the remake wanted to kind of do sequels okay. about those other two mothers but it didn't do it didn't make any money so that's not going to happen. Not entirely surprised. Although I would say that the, uh, I think this is one of the rare examples of where the remake is actually better than the original. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a surprisingly high score on IMDb. I, I think the, we're going to argue a bit in this episode. Mm, I think I'm going to be a defender and you're going to be a. Right, okay. 
know how that normally goes. I lose. <laughs> Uh, so we've now, uh, we've, it's been a while since we've been on. This is our last episode of Season of the Witch. That's kind of been your motto. That's uh, like your that's, little thing that you've been saying. Are you going to miss bet, it? I bet all our millions of fans are going, oh, I bet he's going to say it. He's going to say it. No, I don't think so. I think I got my hocus pocus my fix. And I think you know, <laughs> I checked out. And I was like, <laughs> after that, I was like, what's the point? <laughs> we have had a really busy few months, probably like the busiest few months of the last few years for you and I. Mm. So the podcast is has taken a kind of a, a hit back seat kitchen at the moment we're sitting in our kitchen and it's it's covered with uh painters what you call them dust sheets and everything you know um a ladder we, just in front there's of a ladder randomly placed in front of a door but we're getting there our cabinets are painted our walls are all but one wall is painted and yeah. I mean, it kind of lends itself to have talking about a spooky podcast you know like when you go like in a horror film when they go into a house and there's like the sheets everywhere and you're like I'm pretty sure that's a statue yeah. <laughs> if, it was, if it was drafty and the and the sheets were kind of blowing in the wind or something yeah. like ooh Halloween uh, for, for January I am doing dry January <laughs> as long I'm leading to something hang on alongside uh, pescatarian January alongside also just eating healthier January but I'm allowing myself a glass of wine while I podcast, I just think it loosens the energy a bit. So I just want to. That is a good a clink here. A good justification slash excuse. Yeah. Okay. So my I'm first d- drink I'm, of twenty twenty. I am trying to do healthy eating January, and apart from that, I'm doing none of the other things because I feel fuck it. We're in lockdown. The the things that make you happy. I was getting to a stage where I was probably drinking too much during the week, and I am not going to be doing that anymore because. It's not good. So you need to stop it. And also I put on a bit of weight that I need to get rid of. And I bought a weighing scales in Aldi the other day, which is probably a mistake. But <laughs> it just reinforces the point. <laughs> Aww. Also, we have no guests this week, unfortunately. No, um, the program was very good to, to be a guest with us last week. But having a guest remotely, really, you kind of need the other guests to have podcast equipment. So it means we can only really have other podcasters as a guest, as opposed to just one of our friends come over. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Ashwin has a microphone, I know. Um, yeah, well, he, he's a podcaster. Well, he was on our podcast. He's not a podcaster. No, but like he has equipment. To, Whereas Fergal is like a professional up. podcaster almost. He's setting up his... his, his like, yes, Ashwin, will give you a shout out. We'll, we'll advertise you to our millions of fans once you're set up and running. Hashtag Marshall Way is coming. I just mean that we can't just invite one of our friends over to be a guest on our podcast as we would have been able to a few months ago. Yeah. Cause Although doing it over Zoom was, there were there were technical challenges, but actually we had three audio files and it made editing it quite actually a bit easier. Um, I'd say editing it, made, it was a longer process, but I had way more control. More control, yeah. Yeah, because there was yeah. like all sorts of noises that you <laughs> edited out. You might have noticed nobody interrupted each other in that episode. That's not true. I just was able to edit out the person who didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shush you. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the season of the witch has been, yeah, it's been a slower than average season and very mixed insofar as Hux Pocus straight up there. It's number yes, two. Number, was it number three? Two? two or three, I think, yeah. And um, 
the other witches kind of below average and then season of the witch didn't even oh, have halloween was down it. at the bottom we didn't even have to discuss that one we were just like last place didn't even no we didn't even argue and it didn't no. even have uh it wasn't even kind of a bad film that's like fun to like you know, like showgirls or tank girl that's kind of trashy in a fun way it was just kind of dull yeah, there's nothing really happening in it, and it wasn't scary, and it wasn't really exciting. And it Sorry, Fergal. <laughs> and it didn't have a fucking witch. I know there's no witch. <laughs> it had some loose reference to pagan like magic. That was yeah. about it. So I think, I think whatever, because I do think we're going to disagree on Suspiria, but I think one thing we can be agree with is that Hocus Pocus is a family film with witches. The witches, they're quite spooky, but it doesn't use witches in the real traditional sense of yeah it's witches. not like a coven of witches they're more no, like demony kind of thing yeah and even like and Roald Dahl just created his own mythology for the witches which I think is awesome but it's not you can kind of do that with witches and, and werewolves and vampires you can yeah. kind of create your own I, understanding I, of them and and this this franchise Suspiria if you can call it a franchise this has its own uh, rules and its own mythology as well but it's much more your traditional scary Halloweeny kind of witch mm. that uh, you know the nightmarish kind of thing, and that's you found some of the scenes. Was it in the, this one or the new one? Quite disturbing. I, I think it was the new one actually. The, the kind of dreamy the, scenes. Yeah, neither of these films <coughs> are so. About once a year, a horror film comes out that I just instantly fall in love with, and there hasn't really been one in twenty twenty. I don't think. Um, there, no, there hasn't been. The last one I think I saw that I loved was Midsummer. Oh yeah, I just and Midsummer is there's no scare like maybe one jump scare at the beginning. It's just creepy. It's very creepy and very tense and and there's one scene that is the funniest scene I've seen in cinema uh, in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> but, but intentionally also, so maybe, but, but also c- kind of disgusting, but also horrible weird and and, yeah. and very disturbing. <sighs> <laughs> I thought we have to do Midsummer sometimes. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, other few films the last few years was was uh, Ari Aster. I think anything he does is great. Hereditary, mm. I think, hit that. Um, I loved Us. I don't think Us is quite to those levels. Is that Ari Aster? No, that is oh, Ugh. Jordan Peele. Yeah, Jordan Peele did Us. Is your man who did Get, Get Out would be another one. Yeah, I think horror has changed over the last. In a few years, and the decent kind of horror movies that do well have have moved more towards. It's moved sort of away from slashery stuff into more disturbing, culty kind of. Uh, do you th- do you think? I don't think it's a big enough trend that you would say. I don't think it's necessarily taken over cinema. That. No, I'm saying the horror genre think is 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 evolving and going in a different direction well, well, away from away from the ones that are doing like really well like at oscar buzz and you know that are that are kind of being critically acclaimed i think they're not kind of your traditional slashers or anything like that they're more these disturbing psychological horror thrillers which you know involve kind of cults or involve well, hereditary was witches as well. We could have done hereditary. Yeah, yeah, I thought that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, actually, the Oscars ignored all those films that we that I mentioned. Did hereditary not get Oscar? Nothing. Buzz? I mean, no. it was crazy that Lupita Nyong'o and us, uh, Tony Collette in Hereditary, mm. and uh, Florence Pugh in Midsummer were all 
Oscar worthy performances especially in Peter and the Younger because she kind of played two incredibly different characters in those hello <laughs> yeah and now I think that's the weakest film of the three but I think that performance was amazing but the Oscars kind of ignored it but the reason I'm mentioning all them is that I would put the remake of Suspiria in that category I don't think it's not as good as I think it's better than movies. us mm, no I don't think so yeah, I do. I think it's. I don't think it, no. I, I wasn't as I wasn't as interested in it. Oh yeah, I I just loved. I just thought it was exact. The, my one criticism of the remake is that I felt it kept the characters slightly at um at a slight distance from us because I, I didn't feel I really got to know the main character very well, and I did. I wanted just some scenes of her getting. Chatting to the girl Sarah, you know the girl, mm. um, the roommate. Or yeah, I wanted some scenes just to establish that bond, and that didn't happen at all. But I thought all oh, the witch stuff, all the Tilda Swinton stuff. You just love Tilda Swinton. I'd love Tilda Swinton. <laughs> she would be in my cabinet of favorite actresses. Mm. Yeah, I thought us was a much more sort of original concept, and I thought it was more exciting, and it kept my attention. More. But the us fell apart in the last act, and I don't think it really holds water. I don't think its plot holds water. Disclaimer warning we are about to majorly spoil elements from the 2018 remake of Suspiria. So if you want to see the film and you care about that sort of thing, I would skip ahead about 15 minutes. Over and out. I didn't actually think the last scene of Suspiria when the, when your one becomes the demon or oh, whatever no, spo- Spoiler, spoiler, don't, don't be giving away It's this. 2018. I know, but like... Well, go and watch it if you haven't. <laughs> I didn't think... I thought uh, Us was a much more interesting concept and I didn't think the last scene of Suspiria, the new remake, was very well done. Uh, the scene, like the climax scene, that's all red. Yeah. Oh my god, I thought that was an incredible scene. I thought that was one of the most visceral, disturbing, weird scenes. Oh, it was they amazing. They just explode. I don't know. When it gets into when it gets into sort of demony things coming up and all that stuff, I was just gonna go. Oh, I right, just thought it was an accumulation it, of it loses the kind of the creepy factor for me and it loses the suspense when you start seeing kind of CGI demony things coming well, up. It wasn't CGI, that was all practical effects. I don't think the demon coming up. <laughs> there was a person in costume. Oh, was it? Well, it still lost the, the appeal. Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, I also think that the remake... So, oh, we talk about the remake first and then before we kind of get hardcore into the new one. It is hard to talk about it isolated. The, I, I feel that this is probably the best example of a remake, how a remake should be done, and that taking this original film and massaging out things to make it a more deep story so for instance uh, Susie is the main character in the in the in the old film she just is this person who wanders up to the school there's no reason why she is the main character while in the remake there's a real purpose for her to be there mm. you know and then at, fir- at first you think one thing and then it turns out it's something else um, but it, it, there was a reason why she was brought there also the dance academy which is such a cool location for a Covenant witches, it, they don't take advantage of that in the original version. It just happens no, to be a dance there's academy. No dancing. There's one scene, one scene, minor dancing, and it's it's her kind of feeling faint and collapsing. And it, it, like the idea to be like, okay, well, let's make the dancing actually part of the magic. Like these witches need 
dancing to, and mm-hmm. then they sh- and then the, when you first see that being demonstrated that scene is incredibly in the in the remake in, that scene is brilliant oh my god it's yeah. horrible and it's not scary that in a oh i got a fright just a, it's, no, it's, it's just it's, yeah. disturbing and it seems to go on forever and it uses dancing I just thought that was really clever that it used the dancing as some sort of tribal... Although it seems to suggest that that was unintentional or that the the, the person who is mutilated because of it... Because afterwards all the witches are like, fucking hell, we didn't realise she was so powerful. What the hell? Yeah. There is a scene though that Tilda Swindon touches her arms and her feet and they slightly glow. Well, I think they did intend something to happen <laughs> they just didn't, they just didn't ex- ex- <laughs> anticipate like a big pile of bones on the floor she basically turns her c- classmate into a human pretzel mm. very slowly and then she's not even dead that's the worst thing well i think like the yeah when they she's go in and they, they're with their hooks their meat hooks is she dead at that point no her, she's still alive in the last scene i think that's a bit ridiculous. i mean i think like magically kept alive Maybe because in the last in the last scene in the last scene, you've got three kind of sacrifices. You have your one that's dating Brooklyn Beckham. What's her name? <laughs> she was a Carrie in the remake. She was Hit Girl Chloe Moretz. Oh uh, yeah, Chloe Moretz. Chloe Grace Grace Moretz. Yeah. She, she so you see her. She disappears, and then you see her like zombified. Yeah, and then you see Pretzel Girl. No, I didn't realise she was still alive. Okay. And then you see Sarah, the Susie kind of best friend. The fucking poor has been pretzelified and then... Unpretzelified. And then they go with their meat hooks on her as well. And then the three of them are standing all like in the centre and then they rip out Sarah's guts and they're all, all the other girls are like squeezing them out like mm. juicers. And then when Su- Sarah, Susie is all like... Mother Suspirium, she's like, I shall give you a gift. And they're all like, kill me. And then she kills those three girls. So that's mm. finally, they're like released from, I guess they've been like tortured nonstop since they've been captured. Mm. So yeah, she was like alive for weeks, I guess. Why the entire time. Why didn't she say, give me, give, fix me? Those they were just at that stage, they were like so tortured. They were like, no, I just want to die. I've, I just want to die. Oh. Mm. Well, the the psychologist got away with it. He wasn't too bad. Did yeah. he die? He died as well. No, I think he he like was. A, so she goes to him. I think this story. I also like this who is Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Yeah, um, Tilda Swinton's amazing. And I didn't realize that. Like she's so good. She. Mm. I do think it was kind of gimmicky though, because I thought I, you told me halfway through that's Tilda Swinton, and I thought it was going to be some sort of like. He was part of the coven and like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but it was just like, oh, this is a fun thing for Dilda Swinton to do. It was a bit like, it was a bit, it was an interesting choice. There was no purpose other than, well, we're paying Tilda Swinton a load of money. Let's use Tilda Swinton. Yeah. I mean, uh, I wonder if she got paid double for that. I'd say she certainly got paid more. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, and she also played Mother Marcus as well. Tiny oh, role. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that was another thing. It's set in Berlin in the first film for kick shits and giggles because I guess Europe be scary and witchy. But in this one, they're like, okay, this film is in the seventies. The it's original in, one's not set in Berlin. It is set in Berlin. No, the original's not in Berlin. It's in uh, Freiburg. It's at Germany. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I thought it was Berlin. Mm, that's not what Wikipedia says. Oh, Wikipedia <laughs> says this. I was nearly sure it was. Okay, whatever. It's set in Germany. Yeah. 
and just moving it to Berlin well they guess like they take advantage because the Berlin they use the Berlin Wall um, mm. as a backdrop for this secondary character and I just think that's that's, yeah. that's clever was, as well yeah, introduced, and I suppose the, the, the psychologist that is in the original but is not only kind of says only explains about witches but isn't he's not a character plot. he's an exposition yeah. dumper yeah, yeah. So I thought that was fun. My my only gripe with the remake, I think it's a, I re, and I think it would be a good film to watch again. I feel like there's a lot of mythology there. I, my only gripe is I just wish there was a few more scenes that were a little more grounded in reality that we just had conversation. Like we 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 got to know Susie a bit better. We got to know Sarah a bit better. I liked that. Guy. I thought she was a good actress. Mm. She was an infomaniac. Mm. My problem, I suppose, with the original and the remake I didn't get a sense of what their powers were I didn't get a sense of what the end game was I didn't really understand the Suspiria one comes out at the end and then kills Tilda Swinton or well no Marcus kills Tilda Swinton tries to kill Tilda Swinton but doesn't even know she cuts her neck off or head off I just didn't I think it kind of is. It's like what Fergal was saying last week about there being defined rules, and it just didn't. It just didn't define out those rules for me, so that I I was sort of a bit confused going through both movies of well, what is their plan here? What particularly in the first one, in the original, I was like, well, what is their actual plan here? I don't understand what they're trying to do. What what is their end game? To a lesser extent, the other one, the, the the remake, but at the same time, I just didn't. Yeah, I think the re- the remake is very clear about what they want to do. They Mother Marcus is claiming to be this incredibly powerful kind of uh, witch that's like started one of the three witches that started mm. witchcraft, and she's dying in a body that has they they say like is riddled with. Yeah, she wants the new body. Oh, so there's the even like young baby body. arms coming out of her torso and stuff yeah no, weird. she wants this young she wants she's saying to Susie give up your body so I can get in yeah and then Susie's actually like well actually I'm this Suspiria person yeah yeah so well she's saying I am so Mother Marcus is like I am this thing so I need all you witches to give me this body and Tilda Swinton is like oh I'm not sure about this but why uh, is she like I'm not sure about this uh, because she's because the dance school doesn't seem to be doing very well and stuff and she's and I think she's kind of saying like well if you really were this mother this very powerful witch we would be doing but we wouldn't be in this kind of mess she says that to one of the other teachers so why so Tilda okay so but Tilda Swinton is Madame LeBlanc yeah and gives her allegiance to that ooh we have a new cookie clock Wolfgang Wolfgang it's going to take six more Seven. cookies <laughs> before we can talk <laughs> I wonder what that come out. Um, okay, so there's LeBlanc, Marcus, and Suspiria. Yes. We have, oh mother, we have, we have, Le, we have Madame LeBlanc who says, I believe in this, I believe Madame LeBlanc is the big demony one, and she's great. What? Madame LeBlanc? Say that again. So are they not like Marcus and Suspiria and LeBlanc? Are they not three kind of witchy spirits that they sort of say? No, 
No. No. So what is the Suspiria demon that comes Okay, out? so there's three witches, uh, witches, Mother Suspirium, Mother right. Titanic, and Mother Nickelback or something. And these are the three witches that have supposedly started witchcraft thousands of years ago. Right. And we don't see two of them, so you don't need to know about two. And if they had made sequels, they would have gone about those two. But you don't need to worry about those other two. But the one that we're concerned about is Mother Suspirium. And Madame... Bl- Madame Marcus claims that she is this witch. Suspiria. Suspiria. What do you mean she claims she is her? She claims she has the spirit of this Suspiria. She's like, I, I, I am this witch. You have to obey me. And that's why. Okay. And then Madame Blanca kind of disputes that. LeBlanc. LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. Not Blanc, yeah, not that thing from Street Fighter. Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> Played by Tedda Swinder. Tedda Swinder. Blanc or anyway. Tedda Swinder probably could play Matt LeBlanc. She disputes her and they have a like a telepathic vote where all the witches say telepathically, Blanca, Marcus. Yeah. Marcus Blank anyway and Marcus wins and very very democratically very fair do some, do some of them say Suspiria though no it's either Blank so why do, at the end I thought some of them sort of pledge allegiance or think that Suspiria should be the um, the head of the coven and some think Marcus and some think Blanc and the people who say Blanc and Marcus get killed at the end and the people who no. say Suspiria oh, okay. No, it's just between Marcus and Blanca. Marcus wins the Blank. vote. Blank. It's all just between Marcus and Blanc. Blanc loses. So the witches are, uh, and then she, so she is now saying, no, we're, so Blanc didn't want to do, so Blanca felt that the, the, they wanted to get Chloe Moretz's body and that failed. Mm. And Blanc, I think, is thinking, well, if you were really Mother Superior, it would have worked, wouldn't it? But she says, oh, no, no, there's a reason why that failed. So they get, Susie. Susie. They're going to do this whole thing with Susie. Madame Blank ends up quite liking Susie, thinks she's got, like, yeah. wants to do, has it, and is getting bad vibes during the actual ceremony. Ceremony. Yeah. And it's like, no, this isn't right, this isn't right. And then Marcus chop, tries to chop her head off. And then Dakota, not Dakota Fanon, Dakota Johnson is all like, Who gave you your power? And she said, Mato Suspirium. I am she. And then she kills her, and then she, like, summons like death or something to come out of the ground and ki- that death woman kills everybody who voted for Marcus earlier on in the film I didn't understand this movie at all this is totally new information okay. to me it's cool isn't it <laughs> no well, it's not because the movie fucking failed to communicate that properly um it wasn't clear at all what was going on. I, I think you're right. I think, it, yeah, it wasn't. It was a. I think and as for the well, that's the remake. The original, anyway. We'll get the original to the, doesn't have any of that. The original has none of that, and the original doesn't even make sense because there's no, there's, you don't know what, the, why, what, why they're doing what they're doing or what, what they're at. <laughs> well, okay. Well, we park the remake. Okay. Do you want to tell the folks what they're listening to? <laughs> 20, 30 minutes in. You're listening to Silver Screamers. Silver Screamers is our film podcast where I learn what movies are about. But it's our film podcast where we pick a theme or genre and dissect four films in uh, that theme or genre from different decades. And this week we are covering Suspiria Ooh. in our season, season of, of the Witch, Witch series. Oh, you're joining in on my, <laughs> my thing, uh, my tagline. Um, 
you picked this film, but I, I suspect only you it, just... I picked it because you picked it the previous week, and I was like, ooh, Dancing in Witches, that sounds good. And then I didn't really know anything about it. You didn't hear anything about it? No, and now no. I regret it. <laughs> I, my father had a cassette of the soundtrack to this film, and I, as a child, I hated it. I was, like, terrified of it, because it's fucking, the soundtrack to this is mm. blooming terrifying. And then he would always be like, oh, this is from a scary film called Suspiria, all about witches. And I just found that even the name, this is the name Suspiria. Your dad often wind you up something fierce. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he would have done that. <laughs> and to be honest, my dad probably never even saw it. Or if he did, no. I don't think this is my dad's uh, cup, of tea. cup of tea. I was going to say piece of cake. <laughs> this wouldn't, I don't think so. Um, but he just kind of told me about it and the soundtrack to this film is out of this world yeah, I mean is, it I, is I, I did notice the, the music absolutely it's quite yeah, incredible um, and then years so it always stuck in my head as this kind of film and it's not really well it's not like I mean 1977 but it's not as well watched as any of the Halloween films or any of the psychos like it's I would hesitate to call it a cl- maybe a cult classic, but it's not a classic horror. I don't think. No, not a, not at all. No, and it didn't it didn't define a genre or anything. No, like or no. And then years it got, like it, it's it's quite it's got a very high rating. Yeah, like uh, it's on very some, well respected. But it's anyway okay. Um, and then years la- anyway. Uh, years later, in when I was studying in Glasgow, I think in my first couple of weeks there, I, before I kind of made friends, I was part of the library, not the college library, just the, the city library. And they had a DVD section and they had a, a whole section devoted to cult classics. And one of them was Suspiria. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch Suspiria. And I watched it with a friend of mine, Kevin. And he agreed with you. He was like, it's fucking shite. <laughs> I can't do the Scottish accent. You say that in Scottish. It's fucking shite. Yeah, that's a load of pants. <laughs> that's uh, Northern Ireland. That's a load of fanny. <laughs> that's a load of fanny. Uh, but I and, and, yeah, and that's and then I hadn't seen it since uh, until to now. And I I think this is a film that you can appreciate, but it's 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 a it's not a film. If you're super like, oh, I need a film to be like really plot driven rather than this is very stylistic. And I think from a stylistic point of view. This is a wonderful film. From a story point of view, it's it's very, very weak. I mean, you're not going to have any trouble doing the synopsis. Yeah, watch it for the style, not for the story or the acting or anything like that. that <laughs> well, I, I actually think... Well, okay, well, do you want to do the synopsis and then we'll, we can... I have to do the synopsis. All right, okay. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I mean, the remake would be quite a hard thing to sum up. I'd have to give it your help. <laughs> um, okay, I'll give it a shot anyway. I, yeah, well, I, I, I didn't understand. Apparently, I didn't understand the end of the first one, so I hope I get but it the, right. But the anyway. remake, there's nothing to the plot. No, the original. No, oh, the original. Sorry, there's nothing to the original. Yeah, I don't okay. even think. Like, you could do this in one sentence. <laughs> like, do there other films you're like, ah, I could do this in one sentence, but actually, no, because there is little things here and there. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, I guess you could go into detail on, on like, the death scenes, but you could just say they died and then go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she goes to the dance school some people die she turns out they're witches and she kills them there you go there you go <laughs> let's start alright okay here 
three, two, one. <laughs> Go. Okay, so Susie turns up. She's coming from the US to a dance school in Germany. She turns up on a very wet night. She sees this person running out of the dance school in a tizzy. That person goes back to her roommate and goes, oh, there's sinister stuff happening at the dance studio and gets killed, ah, murder, stabbed. Murder. And her flatmate also gets killed. Uh, Susie goes in and uh, meets the Madame LeBanc and a couple of the dance teachers and they say oh this person has a room you can bunk with her for the time being she goes and bunks with her but then wants to stay there so they make her ill so that she'll come and stay in the school um, one night there's a load of maggots coming down from the ceiling so they all have to go into the uh, they all sleep together in a dance or in the, the, the dance hall where the headmistress who is apparently away comes in and starts breathing weirdly Susie's friend Sarah I think says oh that's a bit weird she's here and she starts reading Pat who died in the first scene her notes but her notes have mysteriously disappeared and weird things are happening mm. so uh, S- uh, Susie has been put on this diet of wine uh, <laughs> they keep drugging her they keep drugging her every night and people come in and I don't know what they do uh, Sarah realises this and goes investigating what's happening why are people disappearing Ooh, and ends up getting thrown into razor wire and dying Susie wakes up and goes, oh, wait a second, where's Sarah gone? She goes to the psychologist that Sarah had been seeing who goes, yeah, there's a load of witches and they set up that dance school, a person called Marcus and um, she was Greek in the early 1900s and whatever. And they're a coven of witches and uh, if you heal her, you killed them all. Susie goes and looks for the witches. Convenient. <laughs> Meanwhile, this guy who plays the piano, uh, who has a dog, the dog attacks a kid. Oh, and he, yeah. he, he goes, oh, you're a bunch of bastards. And then the, they put a spell on the dog to kill the person for no reason. Um, I mean, this dog bit the child and they're getting revenge. Yeah. And, uh, okay, so Susie goes and she she's heard footsteps and they're, they're, they're going into the school somewhere where isn't, you know usually where people go so she follows the footsteps and she goes into the apartments I suppose of uh, of the teachers she opens the door and the Madame LeBlanc is there going I want the American one killed she hides in a room and it turns out to be What's your woman's name? Marcus. Marcus's Your room. The headmistress who isn't meant to be there, who breathes funny when she's sleeping. She knocks over a peacock thingamajigger and uh, Marcus wakes up. She makes herself invisible and goes, ah, I'm going to kill you. And she raises the dead body of her friend Sarah who comes in with a knife. Susie stabs Marcus through the neck. Ooh, Time. that's it. Uh, with uh, the peacock feather thing. Marcus dies. The witches all explode. The f- school goes on fire and Susie runs off. And that's the credits roll, and you're like, "Oh right, well, what, what happened? All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, this isn't a return. Oh, good, yes, perfect. Yeah, this isn't a return of the king ending. This isn't like, oh, okay, there's another scene. No, no, no. It's it's like mm-hmm. she she comes out of school. The school goes on fire for some reason, potentially with all the other students in there. No, they're all at the opera. oh, they're all at the ballet. Uh, the she walks ballet. off, and then the credits just come up. Yeah, that's it. That's the spirit for you. Sisteria. Makes no sense. <laughs> um, okay. I, <laughs> I see. I don't think that I. I think this is a bare bones film. And okay. To be fair, we have we have been like like Halloween is a bare bones film. The the plot to Halloween is paper thin. The plot to Halloween is might be paper thin but makes sense this psychopath comes back to a town and starts killing people that's easy to understand I don't think this doesn't make sense 
What are the witches doing? Living their best life. <laughs> They're not teaching dance class anyway. You don't see any of that. One, two, three, four. <laughs> One, two, three, four. <laughs> they figure out. They figure out, or Sarah figures out that uh, Susie is being drugged and you know that these people are coming into her room at night what are they doing when they come into the room who's coming into her room at night there's hooded figures and so they're drugging her and then people are coming into the room doing stuff you don't see what at night the the light came on uh, outside and sarah's like oh shit i better get out of here and the door opens and yeah yeah i don't know what are they doing to her i don't know what and then at the end like okay so you think right well, maybe the witches are using her for a spell, or maybe they're going to indoctrinate her into the witchhood thingy. Or what would might have made sense was Marcus is really old, and they're going to transfer oh, his spirit. The, it's, so, it's so simple. Yeah. Like, just have that written down. Like in the original. Maybe yeah. that's what they were doing, and that's why the, the original is a bit more explicit about it, or the remake is a bit more explicit about it. But anyway, they don't go into that. Um, and Madame LeBlanc is like, I want that bitch killed at the end. Why? She hasn't done anything. Because she is asking questions. and like, I actually think Susie is a really good character. I actually prefer Susie in the original to Susie in the remake. And I don't, I loved, I actually think Dakota Johnson is brilliant as acting. But the character of Susie, uh, she's pretty ballsy. Like, she's not um, a wilting flower at all. No, but I just... I felt in the remake, Susie knows there's weird things going on and just accepts them and sort of says, well, regardless of that, I want to be here and I want to be involved in what's yeah, she's going like, on. She's like kind of almost she's, into She's a it. bit evil, yeah. The original, or sorry, yeah, the original, she just kind of says, oh, right, my friend Sarah's fled, apparently, so she's maybe she was a bit... She doesn't accept that, though. As soon as she finds out her friend's fled, she then... Well, she accepts it and then active. says, well, I'm, I, must, I must check with her psychologist or whatever. Yeah. So, like, she, as soon as she, her friend goes missing, she becomes really active and she finds out... She goes to the psychologist, she gets her information, and then she uses the... She pieces together the clues that Pat... But there's no, there's no, there's no point where she goes, aha, they're all witches. She kind of hears this story about witches and witchcraft and then goes, hmm, maybe and she I'll... pieces it together. Uh, it doesn't seem like she doesn't have like you a, eureka, no moment. a eureka moment. I don't, th- I think it's a gradual thing. She talks to them and then she's like, Could it? so Sarah tells her what happens. Uh, sorry, Sarah tells her her, I think she's a dreadful actress, the girl who played Sarah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, she is. Sorry, I'm sure she's fine. It was 30 <laughs> years ago. And I just think... 43. Uh, so that's Stefiana Cassini. And then Susie is Jessica Harper, who is, has a lovely cameo in the remake. Anka. Uh, Anka. And she's brilliant in the remake. Mm. Does a flawless German accent. Brilliant. Um, but uh, Jessica Harper, who I think has a look of Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Yeah, her, is that Hermione's? Yeah, yeah. I think they they could be. They have I a. I didn't think so. Yeah, they kind of have a soft kind of round face. Uh, <laughs> I was just about to say points. <laughs> um, no, I've forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think Sarah is a 
quite a bad actress, really. I, I think Jessica Harper does a great job. Of, she actually reminds me a little bit of Jamie Lee Curtis's performance on Halloween. This kind of cool, mm. laid back, collected. Um, things are happening that are kind of quite weird around her. But it's not that she's stupid. It's just that she's kind of like even when she starts off in the school and then that one Olga who looks like Jesse J. Doesn't Olga look like Jesse J? Olga. I've heard people whose names begin with S oh, or yeah, snakes yeah. and oh, that was so ridiculous. That was stupid. I don't know what Ooh, was like. I think in the original script they were meant to be children and that was changed, but a lot of the script was kept the same because oh, that's right. something that like eight year olds do. Would, well, were they, when, when they were doing the scene, would they not say, actually, can we just yeah, take it this was out? stupid. Maybe like, because Susie seems like. Susie's sitting in the middle going, what the fuck is Susie going seems on? like a 20 year old. She yeah. seems like a mature head in her shoulders while oh, I think all the other students act like little when they, girls. When the, after the maggots come down and they're all sleeping in the dance hall, um, again, those two are kind of bickering and, and Susie has to go over to her friends there and say, don't let it affect you. Yeah, she has to kind of give her a pep talk. Yeah. And then I like that um, there's a boy that's sort of kind of giving the eye to Susie, but that, that plot line just gets dropped. And Olga says, ooh, he likes you. And Susie's like, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I like that she's like, maybe that's the case, cool. Yeah, yeah. She's like, the other ones are treating it like, that boy likes you. And she's like, well, maybe I'll go on a date with him. Yeah. Maybe I'll have sex with him once or twice, but I don't know. He's quite a handsome chappy. He was handsome, yeah. But she no wasn't man. like smitten and she wasn't like, yeah. She was just like, yeah. yeah. Interestingly, remake, no man. Yeah, I think that makes sense, actually. For the coven i think it makes if if you're making the dance a kind of a magical thing witchcraft being traditionally a feminine form of kind of magic and stuff i think it makes sense that the witches would only take in and they also kind of mentioned that this was set up because it was very there's like there's a few lines like it's very hard for women to be financially stable on their own and having an, an all-woman dance school is like one way of doing it yeah but you kind of think well, maybe in the remake that makes more sense. Maybe because it's contemporary dance, so you could probably get away with it. But uh, like, if you're if you're a a dance a ballet school, then you need men. Then you, you yeah, need yeah, men. yeah yeah. But then maybe it makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. why there's men in the original and not in the in the remake? Yeah, I mean, I do think they 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 should have had way more dancing. Oh, I mean, oh yeah. Was Susie? I mean, Jessica Harper was she, like on a, you. You'd be more sensitive to this. Like when she was doing her little bits of shapes, was there? Could you tell if she was a trained dancer? In the original? Yeah. No, I don't. Was she just someone that's told was spin around a bit? When she was doing that scene where she was faint. Yeah. I know, but I don't know. I mean, she could have training, but you wouldn't tell from. There's that. nothing, nothing yeah. in her body. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, what do you think of her performance, Jessica Harper? I thought it was fine. I thought she was... I didn't think she had a, a huge personality. Um, I thought she was great. Yeah, I know you said. <laughs> <laughs> and I was probably too distracted by the lighting and the ridiculousness of the plot and it not making any sense to sort of really focus on her. I was more thinking when I, when I was watching it, what is going on? Why, like, this may, like, why, it just makes no sense. <laughs> I don't think, I don't feel like it doesn't make sense. I feel like it's a very simple slasher film where a girl goes somewhere, strange things starts happening, and when she cops on a bit, she, she tackles it and then well, defeats it. Well, she doesn't, yeah. I mean, but you don't understand, they don't say why any of it is happening. Maybe they don't need to, but I, I, I feel they, I feel there needs to be, from the, the viewer's perspective, 
I think there needs to be an, a, a level of understanding of what is happening. All they had to do was say, so like why Marcus ended up going into the, the dance hall and sleeping there. All they had to allude to was, well, she's an old witch and she's trying to get into the body of a new person. And if they had done that, I would have been like, oh, right, well, that's what they're trying to do. And that makes sense. And then they're killing people who she can't get into the body of or who find out. Yeah, okay. But I just felt when I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, but why are they... So the, the witches recruit new dancers who do no dancing to then kill them just what i think they're only i think they're they're just killing dancers i think my interpretation is it's a legitimate dance school just happens to be run by a coven of witches and when any of the students discover the secret or are they, they no, kill no, but they were doing things to the students well only really pat and sarah and i i guess susie susie yeah they were drugging her and they were having people go in with at night doing who knows yeah. What. The other thing, yeah, the okay. blind person, you don't see the dog attack. There's no explanation as to like you kind of think, well, maybe the dog sensed that. Oh yeah, that's thing. what happened. The dog sensed there was a witch. But the dog is surely going there for years, you know. Yeah, but maybe he never actually. Uh, Who's left outside? By the way, all day. No. Yeah. Left outside. I mean, it's tied a guide up. dog. You're actually you're allowed to bring yeah. guide dogs in. <laughs> Well, maybe they told him he can't bring it in because they knew the well, dog actually, that's that they exactly were witches. Is, yeah. The dog is tied up outside, so how did he attack the kid? Well, the kid, I don't know. He was by the door. I don't know. You presume the kid got bitten somehow and then they got revenge. I don't think that's... I think that's a fairly... Well, I just didn't, like... There wasn't enough to say the kid did this or the dog sensed that the kid was evil. You don't really, you, you don't really find out anything about the kid to say that he's a witch as well or he's part of it or he's evil or whatever you don't really understand why there is this child there and and how he fits into the picture i don't i don't i, I don't think that's needed i think you you see this child who's dressed in like hansel and gretel outfits well, they're in germany and in 1977 <laughs> wouldn't be unusual in parts of germany Are you serious like, well, still it, in Bavaria, you would definitely get maybe kids during. It was a festival, not like every day, surely. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it wouldn't be unusual. Really? Yeah. Or yeah. at any kind of cultural event or whatever. Well, this is just him going to the shops with his nanny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, regardless, uh, I don't. I I just saw like okay, this evil child sees a dog. The dog spooked out, and then later on we find out that yeah, the dog bit the child. I don't. I think that's fine. That makes sense to me. I thought it was te- telegraphed fine that you saw them approaching the dog, kind of going, oh, oh the dog. But the, okay, but the the that scene and the subsequent scene where the dog they bewitch the dog as yeah. opposed to kill the owner. Yeah. The only relevance of that and how it furthers the plot is to say that they're evil. I think it's just another like, ooh, the witches are evil and this is the extent of their power and yeah, you don't want to cross them. Yeah, it's just like, like how many other horror films just have a kill that could be taken out? But it doesn't, that kill doesn't sort of lead anywhere. It doesn't sort of... No, it's just like, I mean, you could say that. How many horror or slashes? But you've already seen them, you've already seen them kill the person at the start the two people at the start mm. 
So you need more reinforcement about their power or something? <laughs> I mean, you could say that about any slasher. Just show the first kill and then have them after chasing Jamie Lee Curtis. It doesn't need to have the other kills in the middle of Halloween. We know he can kill people. Let's just get to the chase. That's that's a I just felt no, I just felt it didn't I just felt it didn't if my point is that the 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 plot was unclear or ambiguous and didn't really explain where it was going, which left me sitting there going, "What the fuck's going on?" They weren't you. They were using opportunities poorly because they were they were they were okay demonstrating the power of these witches, but not in a way which progressed the plot or gave you more information about what they were actually doing or well, why. Well, that's fair acting. enough. But I think that was a fairly effective scene. Like, no, the scene was effective, and the scene was like, oh, that's a bit, and you can you can kind of see it coming. But the scene was fine. It was just I was sitting there going okay, how does that tie into what these witches are doing and their purpose and their motives and their, you know, how is it progress? How am I learning more about what's going on here from this scene? And it was like, well, I didn't. Because actually, after that, it's never mentioned again and there, there's nothing. I think, I, to me, that was just like, okay, you do not want to cross these witches because if you cross them, you're dead. So that, that therefore we get more anxious for Susie because we're like, okay, She's in deep shit here. Mm. I don't know. Just didn't. And it's just. A, I, just I don't know. I, just, I mean, the, yeah, I get what you mean. You could cut it out, but I mean. And they did. They didn't. They, that was. Like, it's kind of different. The remake, they got rid of it. Yeah, it's different in. It's sort of different in how. Actually, was the was the piano player in the remake blind as well? No, that wasn't in it. Well, maybe he was blind, mm. but I don't even think they had a piano player. I think it was just they music. Did, yeah. yeah. Um, it certainly wasn't. He wasn't a oh, significant they, oh, character. They, have a piano, they had somebody doing music. Maybe I don't know. Anyway. One of the other characters. So there's this. There's another character which is uh, introduced at the start. Who kind of looks like Jaws out of uh, James Bond, the servant guy, mm. sir, who brings Susie her <laughs> prescribed lunch um, of wine. And he seems to be involved in some way, but not again. Not. He doesn't have a particular purpose or like he's introduced as this kind of he's a bit creepy looking and he's a bit ooh um but he's not his role in the story isn't as the muscle I think or yeah, I think you're looking at this film from a kind of very logical point of view and to me this is just lots of scary imagery built up around this character of Susie. And he's just a scary looking dude that we don't really <laughs> like the idea of her been a victim of and he's introduced earlier on and we're kind of going oh, and then we see him once or twice and well, then I don't you see think him ch- then you see in the, in the climax you see him hunting her and we're now scared for her I don't know what well you figure out that yeah obviously he's with them but and you know well I just don't think that uh, it's enough just to give a, a, a funny looking fella and and say and, and you know scary images and stuff and say that's that's the film I don't think that makes a good film I don't think that makes a, an interesting film I think that makes a film of random images which amounts to a very confused silver screamer by the end <laughs> one thing about this movie which I did I like it or did I not like it one thing that kind of set various I suppose tones which was a bit creepy was the lighting oh my god the lighting is masterful yeah, like th- this film looks like nothing else I've ever seen. 
I don't know if it's. I don't know if I would go as far as to say that it's masterful. I mean, it is. I think it. <laughs> okay, I'll stop talking. So, um, it's a bit forced. I think in certain parts where it's just now it's green, now it's red, now it's pink. I get what they were trying to do, and I get. I. I kind of. It did set certain tones, and 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 you know, it was creepy in that. I thought it was a bit excessive, and I thought it was a bit. Like rather than having a, a a sort of a green tint at some point when there's lightning or, or a, a red hue at another mm, point, it, no was, hues, this it was wasn't saturated. hue. It was like here is a really red light, and now here is a really green light, and here is a really pink light. Uh, so I don't know. You say it was masterful. I don't know if it was masterful. I thought it was a bit too forced, but I thought it was. I thought what they were getting at and the sort of the way. It did create an atmosphere, but I just don't think it was executed as well. Gosh, I think this is a perfect look. I, I think this was, it's so heavily stylized that maybe it's just not to your taste, but um, this would be like this film's signature is how... Well, that's our signature for this season. <laughs> exactly. That's what I, and you, when I said that was a Suspiria reference, but you probably didn't really get what no, I meant. No. Um, like red, I think, is the color that this film... Yeah. embraces the most but like and like the scene the, the 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 it's and at first when i when i was coming back to this i was like oh yeah the the this film it, the school is red and then i got all these mad wallpapers oh, and stuff incredible. but it's not just the school because um the hotel comp the apartment complex that's the first scene yeah, goes yeah, yeah, to yeah. that's not the school yeah. and i actually think that might have been i think maybe had she been killed in the school because i like the idea of suddenly the school being this weird psychedelic magical kind of almost fairy tale like kingdom slash dungeon and everything outside being dull and i think the fact that it was the apartment complex and you could argue maybe that apartment complex is normally normal but because there was witchcraft happening that night it kind of came red and um and like even the stained glass of the sun went like was like these mad colors you know the where she crashes through yeah i did find that scene like i suppose that scene was setting a tone maybe but um it was a bit and this is a good thing it was a bit confusing how that apartment complex the architecture of that apartment complex because she's in a room and then your one is knocking on doors and then they're outside and then she falls through a stained glass thing and you're like, where is she yeah. coming from? She like and then pulled? she, then your one's downstairs and then she gets glass, splits her in half and, st- and you're just kind of like, what is, you know, where? So, was she pulled from the window and dragged to the roof? Oh, who knows? I don't know. I guess, yeah, yeah. I do, so, yeah. but that's, I mean, that, that kind of craziness sort of manic i don't really know what's going on uh there's a lot of crazy things happening here it did create a sort of urgency and alarm and yeah which is which is good my impression of the lighting i thought the red like when when you first see the uh the dance school and the apartments and like it's all red or this like really vibrant blue and these different colors it kind of and then when they turn on all the these this lighting effects i it kind of smacked to me of somebody who just found out how Technicolor worked and said we are using this so bad 
you know like in the like in the almost like in the wizard of oz when they, when it switches into color and yeah. it's like the first technicolor and it's just like really green and really yellow and really blue and you know I, I, I personally liked it because I just felt it was so gl- it was so glaring that there was almost an uncomfortable quality to how bright everything was, which I think lended to how uncomfortable you felt on behalf of Susie. Um, and I, I also think this, the opening scene is incredible. I, per, personally, I love traveling. We've traveled all the times before and I find it like a really enjoyable experience but the one part i quite dislike about traveling is the period when you arrive in a foreign country before you get to your hotel that that kind of short generally short window when you i personally feel very vulnerable when i arrive i don't really know where i am i've got like everything on me so if i was kind of mugged or whatever and then once you find your base in your hotel and then you can kind of relax a bit and usually you're a bit knackered then suddenly you can relax and enjoy yourself, but that do, do you know what I mean? That short yeah, yeah, window, yeah. yeah. And I, you I've, don't. You're trying to gauge: Am I in a nice area? Am I in a bad area? Yeah, exactly. And you do, and you don't even know. And then, so, and then, so, to, and then, there's, there's two factors. Like if you're arriving in the morning or in the afternoon, you're grand. But when you're arriving at nighttime, that um, that like increases the anxiety for me personally. And then, if you're arriving and there's like bad weather that increases it to another extent so and if you're on your own it increases it like tenfold again Mm -hmm. so to this film is the only time i've ever really seen that captured where to see this young girl who arrives at a country at i think i think 10 40 is what is the is the time and it is lashing rain it she has all of her i don't know what she she flew in heels for some reason (laughs) Because he's fabulous. He looked fabulous when she arrived. She didn't look like she'd just come off a yeah. 10-hour flight. And then she find it hard to get a taxi. And then she got on the taxi. And then and then she's like to the taxi driver. And he gives a hand. And he's just like sitting he's there. He's just like shrugging. Yeah. And then she, he, yeah. And then, and then when she gets... And then he doesn't speak English. And, and then this has happened to me uh, when I've traveled once or twice before. You get to your, your destination. And they're like not expecting you. And then you have to find... So they don't show that. But I, 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 she must have had to have found... Do you remember we got to Germany and we got to our hotel? And they said, oh, we can't your flight. Yeah, on New Year's Eve. They like a new Year's you, you Eve. can't. When did you when did you cancel our flight? Oh, no, we, we sent canceled you, our hotel room. Our hotel room. Oh yeah. Uh, and they're <clears> like, <throat> we sent you an email. <laughs> I looked at my phone. I was like, you sent me this when I was in the air, like six, like, like six, six hours six ago. Six hours ago, if even actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, we were like, we're not leaving here. <laughs> <laughs> um, that happened to me in London as well, mm. where the I, I don't I, think we ended up staying there, did we? We did. Did we? Didn't they say there was a problem with the room with the hairdryer? No, what or happened was there was another room with a hairdryer that was so burnt. Burnt. So, but they said so. What happened was they had a room for us that night. That night, but not the next night. Right. Or something. But they said I, I don't some bullshit that they were like, oh, we will give you, we'll give another person a room that has a fault with the hairdryer, but hopefully it'll be fixed by tomorrow. And we we're like, I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. That happened to me with, with my friend Jason when we went on holiday in London about ten years ago. We booked. I would always say advise against uh, booking through a third party because when we booked, the third party went bankrupt between the time that we booked and that we went to them. I mean, that's unusual, I would say. But anyway, but it's yeah. happened to me twice in that there's because that was TripAdvisor that that cancelled our thing. It was TripAdvisor or Booking dot com. So uh, had we just contacted the hotel, that wouldn't happen. So because this third party company went. <laughs> 
total tangent. <laughs> because that total, that third party company went bankrupt, they could we had paid them for the hotel. They could, but then they went bankrupt, so they couldn't pay the hotel for the. So they just liquidized. And liquidized. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what happens to a business. Liquidated. Right? Liquidated. <laughs> liquidated. <laughs> Put in the blender. <laughs> liquidated. Uh, didn't tell us because I guess they weren't a company anymore. Yeah. And then we arrived at the hotel and they were like, "Oh no, that company cancelled your booking with us like uh, three weeks ago, and now we're f- now we're full up. We have no rooms." And we were like, we were getting angry at them, and they were like, "There's nothing we can do. We, it was cancelled, and we we're full." So, and this was eleven o'clock in London, and uh, we went everywhere, and everywhere was sold out, uh, booked up, and it was just a really hot. We had all of our luggage with us, and it was London, and it was a nice summer night, so it wasn't too bad. And we ended up, this is so bad, we ended up phoning one of Jason's aunts who we hadn't spoken to in years, <laughs> and was like, "Hello, <laughs> this is like half eleven on like a Wednesday night." Wednesday night, yeah, night time, yes. Uh, it was around the time there was the volcano in Iceland. Remember that? Oh yeah. So we ended up getting a ferry instead of a flight. So that was, we arrived really late. We had been traveling all day, and then he just to London us, to London because we got we got oh the ferry we got the ferry and oh, then we yeah. got a, a train, and uh, and then when we arrived, he just phoned his aunt. He was like, "Hello, it's your nephew. Me and my friend are in London. Um, can we stay with you?" And they were really really nice. I was like, "Wow." <laughs> Anyway, there's a tangent. Anyway, my point is, I find that very stressful, and I think this film captures it so, so. Mm. You just your heart. This is a horrible, horrible situation for this kid to be in. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's a different podcast or Silver Travelers or something. I have a very weak, very brief thesis statement. Will we? Do you want me to go through it? Okay, I think it's time for. Paul's elbow statement. Okay, so I I appreciate that this film isn't for everyone, but I think that I I actually really like it, and I do, and I think the way I kind of look at this film is I think it kind of encompasses the the experience of having a nightmare very well and that there's this anxiety that that goes through the entire film and there's this uncertainty that goes through the heart and everything is slightly over the top like these incredible bright lights the 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 lighting is constantly sharp and when when it comes to Susie's death scene that scene is actually ridiculous if you take it at face value. Like she sneaks into this room and then this person is trying to lift up the latch using a knife. That would take three, yeah. three seconds yeah. in real yeah. life, but it takes forever. And that to me is kind of nightmare Like there is something nightmarish about being the anticipation in anticipation more than the... Yes, yeah. and this person toying with you and like that and just and not... Like, yeah, okay. yeah. And then when she she piles these cases on top of each other and then she can't quite get her footing. Do you know that horrible experience when you can't get your footing? And then she gets into the next room and she has a good look at that room yeah, yeah. before she jumps down and like she's caught in barbed wire. And that is like, well, 
first of all, why is there barbed wire there? And also, like, does she have no periphery vision? But that is a nightmarish experience yeah. as well to, yeah. to, to, to leap and then suddenly you're in this. And you could argue maybe that the person who, with the knife, tried to open the door knew that that was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. You know. They were kind of leading her. Yeah. And, uh, and that kind of explains the whole uh, mistakes with the... Uh, the logic kind of mistakes with the the girl in the first scene, how like how coming out of the middle. and the acting in that scene is bizarre. It, you, I think you said it, it's like they're dubbed, but yeah. their lips are in sync with with the audio. So it's it's uh, it's not the case that they have been dubbed, unless they have actually maybe afterwards. Maybe that was a thing. But Susie doesn't seem like she's been dubbed. But there is scenes in this film that really see, and I, and I tried to find, I couldn't see any evidence that it was overdubbed or anything. But I kind of even think that is a kind of a slightly nightmarish thing where you can't quite put your, your finger on, this sound doesn't seem to be coming from this person, but, I'm, but I can't put my finger on why. And I think that's almost got a creepy element too. So my, my thesis statement, it's, it's a fairly simple one, is that I think this film is, is kind of best experience when you look at it like oh this is this is this is a horror film as if it's a nightmare okay there we are and also do you know the maggot scene yes i don't think that's magic i think that is legitimately bad food well i was thinking about this and i was sort of saying because they do they they do sort of say uh, like the dance instructor is walking going oh stay back like oh we'll have a look and you know all the kids are like oh what's it and they say it's rotten food yeah but <clears throat> it then encourages them all to sleep yeah. in the dormitory the dor- or the, the, the gym or the, the dance, dance hall, yeah. hall or whatever and it's at that point that Marcus comes in and sleeps behind a curtain and I thought that there was some Again, didn't didn't explain it. No. Didn't really explain it. It the only thing it gives rise to is Sarah going, I know that that's the headmistress yeah, who yeah, they yeah, said yeah. was away, which is a bit odd. And anyway. Um but I thought the purpose was for an excuse to sleep in there and Marcus would come in and do some magic or magic something. Or, yeah. I mean, maybe, but you see the the, the rotten f- food being exposed. You see that from the point of view of one of the witches. No, but my point, I suppose, is they put the food up there, they cast a spell, they made it rot, there was all these maggots, and then that gave them the excuse to... Yeah, but yeah, fair enough, but if that was the case, the witches, you wouldn't have to have a scene where the witch is looking through the attic and then finds the fruit, because she already knows it's there. So... It's like for the benefit of the kids to, you know, keep up the... the uh, but, Deception. but the witches could easily say, "Oh, I'm sorry about the maggots. We found food up there. That's terrible." Like, I, I feel like the surprise. Well, it might, it that might the, be to misdirect the audience watching as well. Maybe, maybe, but I still think that <laughs> I still think you could argue that it's just a genuine yeah. crappy thing, and then because it, it, it allows uh, uh, Susie and Sarah to have the interaction about Madame Mar- and it has that amazing that scene is so well shot where the light comes through. Sheet mm. and we just see the silhouette I think that's so well done and that was very kind of stagey or something very stagey but like I thought it worked really well mm. but there was two two things first of all the witch is not the most careful maybe no. maybe Madame Marcus could sleep somewhere I mean you're in a room of 20 
teenagers and you don't think any of them are going to pink, peek behind no, the like curtain she had her own room with the maggots coming through her ceiling as well well, well I guess so I guess so she's a big she can make herself invisible can she not like magic away well maybe she was invisible maybe we could just see her silhouette and or you know get a nose plug so she doesn't like snore so I believe <laughs> or do a spell <laughs> she's a witch schnozzy wuzzy no um, more snoring yeah also like if one witch is like can be killed and that kills your whole coven you need to keep that witch protected well in theory maybe that's why she wasn't around all that much well yeah uh, fair enough anyway although like what's the point of you you're just locked in your room that's a bit shit yeah maybe she was happy maybe she was an introvert (laughs) (laughs) maybe she's on lockdown was they um, was her was she meant to be a burn victim because then they said they like tried they burned her down did they say that well, maybe not. Maybe not. Mm, don't know. Anyway, look. I think uh, we've exhausted the spirit. That is, and that is season of the witch. A season of the witch. Of the witch. Season of the witch. So we. What did we think of season of the witch? I was quite excited for it when it started, and um, this is the only film that really when I think of witchcraft in films, like, like you know, spells and creepiness and, and then the occult, this is the only film that really, and to be honest, I'd even say the remake does mm-hmm. it 10 times better. Uh, the, Hocus Pocus and the witches are fun family films that happen to have witches and the uh, Halloween season of the witch does no business witch. being in this yeah. season. You're lucky bastard, you're getting a Silver Screamers episode. So I'm excited to do a new season. <laughs> yeah I think I actually think this is a limitation of our four episode rule um, there's probably a lot more to witches and witchcraft that you could do and I think it might be something that we'll come back to yeah we could days. do season two of the witch to the craft or uh, do whatever yeah I, I also think our our, our our format of the decades limits us because uh, the 90s witches had a huge thing going in the 90s with the craft hocus pocus the the, the original witches mm. which we kind of did cheaty yeah circuitously yeah um yeah no we might we might do season of the witches yeah. <laughs> the witch part <laughs> um okay so uh we need to put this on our list we need to pick a new genre and then we need to give you all the info about how you can share with the nakes and all that yeah kind of stuff. yeah uh, so okay. where are we on our on our uh, list? Okay, I am going to put this at number. I know where this is going to be an argument, but I'm going to put this at number twenty one uh, after Danny Darko and before the witches. Number twenty one. Mm. Oh no, I'm not looking at the list. I'm looking at episodes, and I was like, "Ooh, you're putting it." Above the Little Mermaid. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, you're putting it at twenty-one, so you're moving down the. Wi- you're putting it above the witches. Yes. I think this is a more. I think there's more going no. on. I think there's there's a lot more artistry in this film than in the witches. Like a lot more. Um, I think there's. It didn't make no. It it didn't have a cohesive story or plot. It had. I yeah, but I think the the, the cinema- it had cinematography okay. and the music and, and music and the just the way the style of the witches had better choreography or not choreography but better um, costuming 
No, I would I say a better direction. I would say a better script. No, I think the direction of Sofia is better than the witches. Um, the script, yes, but I think the witches did a worse job than overall enjoyment. About equal. My arse. Well, if you're about equal, then and I favor. Well, I mean, the fine, but you, well, where would you put it then? We can maybe. Find I would it put it under. Part. I would put it under. Mm, I would give it a bit more than. I'd probably put it down to 23 there. So after SEO Trot? Yeah, I would move down Flatliners. I thought it was probably more interesting slightly than Flatliners. Okay. Mm. And we can't break up Dead Roll Dalgio there. SEO I'm disappointed about your next because I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean, your next is a fine film, but like it's a, it's a flimsy, whimsy flat, uh, flat, uh, plot. <laughs> A floopy, 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 flop, plot, and I don't think it was doing anything overly. It was just a fine a slasher. But we just said that Suspiria wasn't doing anything. Overly. But Suspiria had way more. Suspiria had way more other things going on that your next didn't have. Like there's no cinematography we're talking about in your next. Like your next is never going to get remade. Well, you can see why Suspiria got remade. Yeah, to improve it. No, but to build upon it, but to build upon the legacy that it had. To, to clarify all the stuff that's not explained in the original. Anyway, okay, so let's go with that. Let's go with number 23. 23. Okay, so we conclude Connor once last time, say it. Season of the Witch. With Suspiria, which is going at number 23, which is our. Lo- no, it's our. No, it's still. No, it's our. Th- third lowest uh, season of The Witch. I would like to, at some stage, Con, now that we've done a couple of these seasons, I'd like to create like a little graph to see which seasons have been like the most successful. Because Season of The Witch has been relatively low overall. Like, we got The Witches at 21, this now at 23, and Halloween 3 at 27. So quite low. But then, way up at number three, we have Hocus Pocus. Um, while like the others are kind of all middly, like slashers is kind of middly. Disney, Disney did very well actually. Maybe we'll do a graph of how each genre has um, performed, how each decade has performed, and then sort of. Oh yeah, oh, decades would be interesting in terms of listenership. Yeah. yeah, that would be good. The season which has <laughs> has not been a uh, a massive <laughs> ratings hit after we did quite well with Disney and we did very well with slashers. Um, Heists was was kind of below Middle. average, I would say. Yeah. Anyway, mind you, we got Widows and a Fish Called Wanda did seven and eight. They did very well. Anyway, listen, uh, it's we shall move on to our kind of. This is going to be our twenty ninth episode of the next one. This is our twenty eighth episode. Wow. We're again up there, and this is our I don't know what season it is. It's about our sixth or seventh season, um, and we're going to flip for it. But do you want to tell me what your one is first? Okay, so my one is my one is Oscar Best Picture Movies. Oh, that's a good one. My movie that I'm picking is 1939's. Oh my goodness, Gone with the Wind. I've never seen Gone with the Wind. Okay, you will. 1939 is that our oldest film? Fantasia. That would be the oldest. I don't think we have 30s as a decade. Fantasia is 1940. So Gone with the Wind, 1939, the oldest movie suggested so far, I think. Okay. Oh, that's an exciting season. Interesting fact: the first movie to have a black actress win an Oscar. An Oscar, yeah. Supporting actress, Hattie. Something. Patty LaBelle or something, wasn't it? Sure, Patty. No, not Patty LaBelle. 
Hattie is her first name. I don't know what her uh, name Oh, yeah. Hattie, uh, Hattie McDaniel. Hattie McDaniel. And uh, I do the know... The first African-American to be nominated. To be nominated as well? Yeah, it says here, the first became the first African-American to be nominated for and win an Oscar. Uh, and on the night, she had to sit in a different area. Yes, and when I was in Miami a few years ago, I uh, did a tour and they were showing us when in during segregation times you know all these famous black performance performers and whoever would come to perform in miami and you know this was the area that they had to to stay in okay designated designated town or whatever uh and it was called i can't exactly remember what they called it on the tour but it was something like black hollywood because so many famous black people came in florida florida so like you couldn't get further away than to hollywood like in america almost Mm. Um, okay, cool. I've never. Seen, have you seen Gone with the Wind? Uh, I think I did as a kid, but I don't really remember. So. Okay, no, I haven't. Um, okay, mine is totally different. Okay, I thought it might be fun to do something actiony, Ooh. something kind of flashy. <laughs> so we are doing. If if I win the toss up, we are doing superhero season. Ooh, I like that superhero. superhero that that should get good listenership. I'd yeah. say. I think there's. I'm, I'm quite excited about both of these. I don't really know which I want to win. Uh, what's your my movie? film is going to be Wonder Woman. The original. The original. We, we haven't seen Wonder Woman 1984. I really want to wait and see it in the cinema. I don't even know if that's I don't possible. Know if it's at the going moment. to be in the cinema by the time lockdown's over and all the rest I of mean, it. when lockdown ended, uh, Tenant was still in the Christmas and December in some cinemas. So like They this, might keep it in there because there's nothing else. It literally only just yeah. came out when, they, when the cinemas closed. It literally, literally was out a week. So yeah. I, I'm hopeful that we might be lucky. Uh, anyway. But, uh, but if we do do Wonder Woman, it'll just be literally the 2017 version and we won't mention 1984. <laughs> you said doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I, I'm already in my head. I'm like, okay, so if we do uh, our artwork for superhero season, we both get like fun superhero costumes uh, and then if we do Oscars we both look all handsome in our tuxes yeah. and we get some I don't have a tux but we'll have to get like some fake Oscar boom, statues or boom, something yeah but we'll, we'll manage <laughs> you could be like a, I don't think I'll fit into any suit that I have <laughs> we'll just we'll work it out we'll, we'll make it work just and from we'll the neck up I'll get like a dicky bow and then just like it looks like a black you can wear a nice black suit let me look so Jared Leto wore like a kilt or something I'm excited for both of them Ooh, exciting okay um, do the toss up heads or tails can uh, flip for it <laughs> yeah so heads or tails I will go with tails I will go with heads okay can't say rat okay and so go- what am I going with I'm going your with heads. heads and I'm tails heads superheroes tails Oscars heads superheroes okay um, awesome great yeah, that's good so we'll be doing oh uh, we need to define what a superhero is I was thinking this so like James Bond ain't a superhero no well, they have to have superpowers don't they? I mean Batman doesn't have superpowers but I would say he yeah, is a superhero okay. well it's like comic booky kind of yeah I would say like I would say an alias so when they do their thang hmm. they have a, a name that isn't their like their password name so like because the X-Men don't really fight crime so to speak but they are superheroes okay okay well we can we can go with it anyway and then if if you want to challenge if somebody comes up with something and you want to challenge that it's not a superhero we can talk yeah, about okay, it okay cool well Wonder Woman is definitely but let's not make too big of a deal out of it <laughs> okay well we're going to try and up the ante on these get superhero I, I'm excited to do some 
some creative uh, brainstorming for our, like, for our artwork I'll be like Avengers <laughs> uh, Avengers one of my favorite films I'm pretty excited about that the only thing is I think that's in the teens uh, well the end game and all that it definitely is uh, most of them probably well, we have are to get actually, one Marvel one in I, I think Iron Man is before Iron Man, 2010 yeah, I'm sure. 2008 I think Okay, um, Connor, do you want to tell everyone where they can So, don't forget that you can follow us on Twitter at Silver Screamers. You can email us, silverscreamers at gmail.com. You can go to our website, www.silver-screamers.com. Facebook, Silver Screamers Podcast. Instagram, Silver Screamers Podcast. You can get us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone. And like us, tweet us, rate us, and review us. And cuckoo! Oh, there's <laughs> eight little cuckoos there. And... Uh, keep it all nice and friendly and thanks very much yeah and um, uh, you know maybe we've gotten a few comments on our uh, SoundCloud uh, so if you could leave more or even better give us a little review on the iTunes apparently that's a good thing yes if it's a good review I guess but yeah. you're not listening this far if you don't like us yeah and so we haven't read any of them but yeah keep it nice and friendly as I say and we need podcast points <laughs> alright guys thanks Biscotti? Biscotti?